this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. <clears throat> comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com and it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K at comicbooknoise.com or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. Alright, I just realized that I forgot the uh, list of patrons again. Um, but if you'd like to uh, become a patron, um, go to comicbooknoise.com on your browser. On the left hand, other left, the right hand side of the screen, you'll see an um, area which will tell you how to donate either um, through PayPal, um, Alphonic Minutes, or uh, by becoming a patron. And this is normally where I would say, like these fine folks, but like I said, I forgot the uh, the list. I have them written down. I also have them on my phone, but I'm actually using my phone to record right now. So, yeah. Now, part of the reason why I forgot is because I'm really excited to talk about this comic book. Um, if you are part of the Facebook page, then you've read that I am really excited about this book. It's probably one of the best comics I've read all time. Um, easily one of my all-time favorite single issues. Uh, a couple of years ago, I did a, a, a top five, or I talked about my top five favorite single issues. It may be time to uh, revisit that. Some may have fallen, well, at least one has definitely fallen off because of this issue. Um, I just have to figure out which one it is. Um, but that's for the future right now. I want to talk about this issue. Uh, but first, a little background. When, um, before, around Flashpoint time, um, I was really just disenchanted with what DC had been putting out. Um, a lot of the stuff I didn't like. Um, I did not like uh, most of Flashpoint, you know. In fact, uh, what was it? There was one about the Legion of Doom. I thought that was one of the worst comics I'd ever read from either the big two, you know. I mean, I just really did not like it. Um, but I was looking forward to this this new reboot, this new restarting, you know, this, this clearing of the decks. They're going to start all over. I'd seen some of the... Um, of the... Uh, the, the new um, character models, um, character designs, I should say, and uh, some of them I liked, some of them I thought were kind of, you know, huh? Um, but I didn't get all caught up in the fact that Superman no longer had his underwear on the outside, um, like a lot of other people. And I mean it, some people were really seriously aggrieved that that happened, that that particular 
uh, costume choice was, uh, you know, like a deal breaker for them. Uh, but like I said, I was I was looking forward to it. In fact, if you uh, been listening for a while, you realize that that's what really got me back into collecting um, a lot, you know, because I was collecting here and there, buying issues here and there. But um, it wasn't until New 52 that I really went all in with um, the DC again, you know. I got all 52 number one issues, not because they were number one, but because I wanted to see where the stories were going to go, or at least how they were going to kick off. There was some where I was, like, sorely disappointed in them, um, and there were others that got me really excited, you know? But that excitement really didn't last (laughs) too long. Um, There were a bunch of issues, there were a bunch of um, titles that I thought were just really good and we're really going to break off like I really thought that uh, the Blackhawks book was really going to take off um, in fact the first couple of issues I thought were really good and it sort of lost its way and it finally just got cancelled, it got cancelled like a lot of the books that I was reading a lot of books that I thought were going to go somewhere that just didn't you know um, and so because of the, 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 the vast majority of the DC books I was reading had gotten cancelled once again, I sort of started to drift away from DC, you know, not totally like I did before, but, you know, it just, just, I just started like, eh, okay, whatever. That's why when they came out with Future's End, um, I started reading it again, you know, I started paying attention. That lasted maybe three ish three possibly four issues into um futures in and futures in um it was it was a, you know all these books started saying okay this is what happened five years later and like a lot of those futuristic jump type books there's no way that shit was going to happen there's no way that it was going to happen in five years there's absolutely no way a lot of the stuff that they said was going to happen, they would actually do in the DC Universe. The same thing with the Marvel Universe. No. You know, they'll, they'll have like, um, they'll just, I'm going to pick Marvel because I don't think they've done something like this, right? But they'll say, you know, five years later, and then five years in the future, we're supposed to believe that um, uh, Peter Parker has an eye patch in one arm, you know? <laughs> no shit like that. Or uh, Captain America is uh, a drunk who lives in a cave. You know, it's like, no. No, there's there's no logical way that the powers that be would let that happen to either of those characters, right? So what they like to do with, with DC is, you know, Batman is finally completely taken over Gotham City. And they've got um, the robots running around keeping uh, the peace, you know, or what was it, um, I, think they, I think they did that in, uh, I want to say Kingdom Come, um, and I think they also, that's the one where they had Flash constantly on patrol, who's always going around, you know, now, first off, if I'm a crook, Central City and Gotham City would be two places that would definitely be off my uh, vacation list, right, but that's what they would do, and it's just like, no, there's no way they would do that. Okay, so a lot of the stuff with futures and I was just like, no, there's no way they would do that. Okay, um, so I'm I'm 
I was reading it, and I, I, there was something also else about like character designs that it just like the bad guys, and I, I don't know. I, I don't even remember because I might revisit it after reading this next issue. This issue I'm leading up to, but uh, I just I once again I just did not feel it. Right now, around that time, there were also some books that were coming out that I totally overlooked. I'd heard about them, but I just totally overlooked. One of those was Grayson. Now, this was one where um, apparently Dick Grayson had died briefly, because, you know, in DC and Marvel Universe, everybody dies briefly. Um, although there was, like, talk in one of those um, big mega crossovers that I can't even recall now. Um, maybe, not Futures in. The one where the, uh, oh God, where the, um, the crime syndicate took over. Oh, I actually talked about this on Comic Book Noise in a recent episode. Shit, no, I cannot remember. Forever Evil? Is that it? It was Forever Evil. Where they were talking about killing, um, Dick Grayson, but everybody was like, no, you can't kill Dick Grayson, you know, to me, Dick Grayson is one of those immortal characters, and I was like, Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Peter Parker, Reed Richards, uh, Bruce Banner, these guys will never die, and if they do die, they'll be back soon, right, um, that's how it is with, um, with Dick Grayson, right, even if Dick Grayson is not Robin, or Nightwing, or Batman, he's still Dick Grayson, and there's still name value with the character, right, but when I heard that Grayson was getting his own book and he um, had faked his death and now he was a, uh, a, a spy and this was supposed to be like a James Bondish type of story, um, I really, it, you know, I read it, said, huh, seems interesting, went on with my life, you know, um, just didn't feel like reading it, just, you know, did not care. Right? I couldn't even tell you who the creative team was. Right? A couple of weeks ago, as of this recording, um, I don't know how or why, but the idea of that Grayson book crossed my path again. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to check it out. I have DC Universe, which... I've been saying for years, if um, DC came out with something like uh, like Marvel Unlimited, I was going to check it out, right? You know, when it first came out, it was all focused more towards the streaming stuff, the the um, the TV, the movies, stuff like that. I really wasn't interested, you know? Um, but then when they said, hey, yeah, we're going to release a whole bunch of books on there as well, they like mentioned it on a Monday by Wednesday I had the service because that's what I was interested in right and then it <laughs> it's kind of funny that I've actually watched more movies and TV shows and I've actually read books on the service but hey that's just me right so I decided okay I'm going to check out uh, Grayson for the first time and I read the first issue, and I was like, okay, wow, this is really good. Um, 
they changed uh, Helena Bertinelli. Was that her? Yeah, who was um, Huntress, and to a uh, they they changed her. Not necessarily the um, the, uh, the the personality that they've been going at for the past few years, but definitely the uh, character design. Um, her ethnicity is uh, different, which is uh, you know it, it's not anything that <clears throat> bugged me or made me go, "Wow, this is great." It's just something that happened. Um, and, you know, it's, it's cool because uh, Helena's always been a good-looking woman. And she's still a good-looking woman. So that's good. Um, she's also had a, uh, a, 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 a icy ruthlessness to her, which stayed around. Um, her and uh, Grayson, Dick Grayson. I don't know if they call him Dick Grayson. They even said what his uh, code name is um are working for a uh a um organization called spiral which is a you know a, a, a spy ring type deal and uh there's also it's uh, yeah, i don't know it's kind of weird because they're part of that and they're sneaking in um in fact the uh i'll talk about that in a second um but Apparently, there's also like a training school aspect to it. I don't know. It's it's, it's really weird, you know. Um, but in the first issue, it comes face to face with a uh, Midnighter, and Midnighter finds he can't defeat him, you know, because that's one thing about Midnighter. If you know anything about Midnighter from the Authority, um, he beats everybody, you know, because he the 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 computers that he has in his head lets him. That's one of those things where I can see all these different kind of outcomes, and I know what you're gonna do. But for some reason, he couldn't defeat Grayson, which is cool because um, Midnighter was sort of like uh, the the Batman of the Authority. So I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of funny when they had when the um, the writers had uh, those two characters fight each other. You know. Um, so I'm reading it and I decided, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to download a bunch of issues to my phone because, you know, that's what one does in these days. <clears throat> so I download, I read number one, I downloaded two, uh, three, and there was a crossover, Grayson's Future in, I was like, oh, sure, why not? And I downloaded that and I think I downloaded, um, four and five afterwards right i read two and the story is you know getting good there's a there's a uh a change to what we believe what was going on um i should say not a change but a reveal that happened uh then three and then it's like to be continued in grayson's future and i was like okay whatever all right since it's the next in line i will read it right i read it and oh boy was i happy i read it grayson's future in is easily one of the best books i've ever read right now it's a bit of a gimmick um it's uh, the memento gimmick where basically they're telling the story in reverse so each page i think it's i think it's just one page possibly two 
but I don't think so. I think it's all on one page where they'll set up something that happens and then the next page says earlier, you know, and then earlier and then earlier. Um, and so not only do you read it and you get this really compelling story leading back from what appears to be the death of um, Dick Grayson by hanging all the way to the uh, origin of Robin and the death of Flying Graysons, you know? I mean, it goes backwards one page at a time like that. But then when you get there and you get to the end, you can then read it the other direction and everything that you thought you knew when you first started reading the book is totally turned upside down. That is so good. I mean, there's like um, secret messages that you can uh, decode if you're really paying close attention. I mean, I read that book for, you know, the way that it was going, you know, where it's going earlier. I read the story backwards, then I read it forwards, and then I was like, holy shit, this is such a great story. I read it again backwards and forwards, and I, you know, life's too short to, to keep rereading the same stuff, right? It's like life's too short to keep listening to the same music or watching the same movies or watching TV shows more than once. That's just how I am to these days, right? Even though I know that there's absolutely no way I can consume everything that I want to consume before I die, right? It's just impossible. I mean, just from the amount of books that I have on my Kindle tells you that that, that ain't getting done, right? Um, but anyway, so I'm reading this book and I'm done reading comic books for today. You know, I closed the app. Um, tell the truth afterwards. I don't, yeah, I think I watched a couple of episodes of, of Young Justice, Outsiders, um, which, by the way, really good. But I think I talked about that last time. Um, because at that point, this is like, you know, well, this is what I do, right? I will read a comic book, and if I really enjoy it to the point of, like I do with this one, I'll stop reading comics books for the day because uh, nothing else is going to um, be able to take its place in that moment, you know? Um, I know some people who will read a good comic book and, oh, man, right? And then I want to read another good comic book. And then, you know, that one doesn't have the same kind of impact, you know? And that's just not how I am. Because, you know, that happened to me before where I read a really good comic book and then I read one that a lot of people had recommended and I read and I was like, it's okay. You know, and I don't want to go through that kind of stuff again. So if I read a good comic book, that's it for the day. And that, to me, for this one, that's been it. You know, that was it. it. I mean, I had a pile of, of books, comic books I wanted to read. And I just set it over to the side. It's like, nope, not going to do it. Now, the reason that I'm giving a very um, broad overview is because if you have DC Universe, read the story. All right. It, go under Grayson. Look for Grayson's future in. You don't really need to have to know a whole lot because this is one of those things where it, it does deal with the um, with the crossover. But they explain everything. Um, 
you know, they, they give you, uh, they'll, they'll tell you how the characters ended up there, even though we all know that there's no way it would go that way, but, you know, I'm reading it, I read it, and I was just like, okay, I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm not gonna read any more comic books, you know, I don't even think I read any comic strips later that day, you know, like, uh, web comics and stuff like that, I mean, I was, I was done, I was, I was satisfied, you know, I, oof. Man, I love that book. But it just immediately stuck with me, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't like gimmicky stories. This story was a gimmick. Um, but it all made sense. That's one thing. A lot of gimmicky stories don't make sense. And this one made perfect, total sense. <sighs> yeah, um... Yeah, so if you if you have it and you haven't read it in a while, go read it again. Um, this if you have the paper copy, um, but if you have the digital and you just you know you don't you haven't gotten to it yet in DC Universe, go ahead read it. Just you know just bypass everything else for a while. Read this one issue. It's self-contained. Um, just so good. Just so good. Uh, and then when I um after after I finished reading it, then I looked at the creative, um, because apparently the writers were the same, but the uh, the penciler and inker, you know, the, the the visual part of the art team weren't weren't the same. Um, I guess Michael Janin does the uh, I don't know who does the, the inks or the colors. I just know that the penciler on the regular book is Michael Janin, and this the the penciler on this book, on the uh, the one shot, is somebody I do not recall if I've ever heard of them. That's why their name is totally escaping me. Um, but the writers, and let's face it, in this type of story, um, the writing has to be strong. Um, it has to be excessively strong if you're going to, number one, pull off a good gimmick on a uh, what has proved to be a throwaway crossover um but to also get me gushing <laughs> for this long and the writing has to be strong and apparently the writing is done by um tim seeley from uh, revival fame and um tom king who um is the guy from uh, mr miracle and the uh, omega man you know and um a vision, you know. So there's another book now. Um, shit. They could, they could does Batman or Detective One or two. I don't know. Some book I don't read. Um, but when I finish reading that, when I finish reading the Grayson run, um, then I'm definitely going to check out his Omega Man. I've heard nothing but good things about Omega Man, you know. Um, but then again, like I said, I've never, I've, I've heard, when I've heard about Grayson, it's always been uh, positive, you know, and now that I'm reading it, I, I can see where the positivity comes from, and I wish that the new, um, Miracle Man was on the service, but it's not yet, it's probably because it's still too new, um, but that's okay, because there's a lot of stuff that I, um, haven't read before, I may even give futures in another chance, um, and it's weird, I think I might even own all those physical books, I don't know. Is that the physical books that I just like 
buy them when they were on sale at Comixology or something. I can't remember. Anyway, I might give them a second chance. Um, based on the strength of this one uh, crossover, which probably has absolutely nothing else to do with it, I'll probably be totally disappointed in the rest of them. That that's why I'll be finishing Grayson, then starting the Omega Man, and then maybe go back to Future Zen, unless something else crosses my path, you know? But anyway, um, yeah, I just needed to talk about that book because I loved it so much. Um, it's, man, it's just so, so good. You know, I just, oh, man, oh, man, just, you get an opportunity to read it. But I've said that a couple times already. Um, so, you know what that means? That means I'm running out of things to say. I mean, is there right now I'm done making a lot of noise, a lot of comic book noise. Take it easy. Oh, my God.